Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0.
Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 26th of December. Good to have you aboard. Hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. A Merry Christmas to everyone. We got Happy New Year coming up. A Happy Hanukkah to everybody there. Eighth night of Hanukkah was last night. That was crazy. It was the craziest of the eight crazy nights. So we we get the week started. We're 
We're on the air. We're doing shows the entire week. I know a lot of people are off today, and people may be off uh, other dates this week because it's Christmas. Yeah, it's the Christmas break, Christmas holiday. We're doing shows every day this week. All right. Well, no days off. Hashtag no days off. So appreciate everybody hanging out with us. And again, I hope you all had a really great holiday weekend. And I love you for being here with us today. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff as far as the podcast goes, wherever you're listening. And if you're watching, on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Show. I love you long time. And of course, everything Zazlo Show 2.0, presented by our title sponsors at Anajar and Levine. Anajar and Levine accident attorneys involved in a slip and fall, a motorcycle accident, a bike accident, a car accident. Whatever you got going on, if you got a personal injury from an accident, you call Anajar and Levine. You get an attorney on the phone right away. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You let them take care of that part of the situation while you get healthy. And again, if you're listening to the show, you're a great friend of mine. So I got to make sure you're taken care of. And that's why I send you to Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. All right. So let's get this thing started here. What a miserable, miserable holiday weekend it was as far as the South Florida sports fan is concerned. You may have had a great holiday weekend because you spend time with your family and friends, but all of our sports teams, they tried to ruin it. They tried to cancel Christmas this weekend. The Dolphins, the Heat, the Panthers, terrible job by all three of them. They, I mean, they, what an awful, awful sports weekend. We did the show on Friday. I'm hoping to get the double dip. Instead, we got the old double dick punch between the Panthers and the Heat. And then it was up to the Dolphins to try and save Christmas. And they ruined Christmas for you yesterday. The Dolphins are in a massive collapse right now. A huge meltdown yesterday. So we're obviously going to spend the majority of the show on the Dolphins today. You can always hit me up at Zazlo Show on Twitter. And that brings us to today's Zazlo Show 2.0 poll question. So go to at Zaslow Show. You guys are out voting early and often. I love it. So make sure you go vote. You can also always hit me up on Instagram. That's at Zaslow J. Uh, I'm an influencer on Instagram, but I, I, I love responding to you guys. I love when you guys hit me up. Uh, can get, get a little discourse going. But you go to at Zaslow Show on Twitter right now, and you can see we got the poll question, all right? Today's Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Miami Dolphins fan confidence level. That's the poll question for today. What is your confidence level as far as the Dolphins are concerned? And here are the three three choices. Here are the three choices, all right? One, Dolphins win the last two, they lose the last two, or they split the last two. Those are the choices. And right now, like I said, you guys are out voting early and often. The leader right now with 45% of the vote is that the Dolphins are going to split the last two games. 45% of the vote for split the last two games. 29% of you right now are saying they're going to lose the last two. So 29% of you believe the Dolphins are going to finish this season losing six in a row. And 26% of you say that they are going to win the last two. So go to at Zaslow Show, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll going on right now. Miami Dolphins fan confidence level. They win the last two, they lose the last two, or they split the last two. So we'll we'll check back on that later on in the show. But of course, it's going to be open all day. Whenever you're listening, you may be listening right now. It, it may be, you know, you're listening in the future. It's early afternoon. You're listening in the future. It's it's early evening. It's tonight. That's the future. All right. I don't know what's going to, 
I don't know all the things that have happened throughout the day by the time that you're listening to this podcast, listening to today's episode of Zaslow Show 2.0. Some crazy shit may happen. I don't know, all right? So you can always go back, though, and vote in today's poll question. It's going to be open all throughout the day. Man, I went and, I went and watched the game yesterday at Briny, of course. That's, that's my spot for the Dolphin games. So I was back at Briny. And Briny Irish Pub Pompano, you take Atlantic Boulevard, you go all the way out to the ocean, but don't park in the ocean. You want to park right behind the Briny, okay? It's free parking there. They validate for you. Seriously, like, you you could park on the left and there's a pay lot there. Don't do that. Park behind the Briny, just take a picture of your license, and they validate it for you inside the bar. It's free parking at the Briny. Uh, The world's greatest upscale dive bar, all right? They got live music every single night, including tonight, uh, four to seven every night. Monday through Friday is uh, Briny Hour. It's happy hour. You get all kinds of drink specials. You get all kinds of craft beer on tap. You got food specials. Go pick up some fish and chips. You got mahi tacos. I love the shepherd's pie there. So again, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano, world's greatest upscale dive bar. That's where I was watching the doll. I got my Briny hat on actually right now. That look good in this, yeah? And so I was there yesterday to watch the Dolphins. I was there with my son. I wasn't sure what kind of crowd Briny was going to get on Christmas Day. It was crowded. A lot of people at the Briny yesterday for the Dolphins. They got the NFL Sunday ticket as well. So if you're looking for a place to catch the games, Briny's a good spot. But anyway, so we're there, you know, drinking beers. Me and my son, he's not drinking the beers. He's drinking Sprite. And and so we're watching the Dolphin game there. And oh my God, like there, there was, you know, the thing with watching the game out like that, I end up being on best behavior because I, I don't like to act a fool when I'm out you know, surrounded by people I don't know. Like, I'm not going to yell, fuck! Like, I'm not going to do anything like that, you know? But that third interception by Tua, oh my god. Like, I wanted I wanted to chuck something across the bar. Hey, you got to be careful. You don't want to do something stupid like that. I wanted to chuck something across the bar. I told you guys, man, when I was in college, I used to watch Heat games. And, you know, I had the NBA League Pass. And I used to watch Heat games. But I would purposely watch the game with I would put the remote control on the other side of the room and I would put the phone on the other side of the room like back then you you had an actual phone you you had like the the receiver the wireless receiver for for your house phone you know hey you have some kids listening right what the hell are you talking about Zass you old as dirt so I used to have to put the phone and the remote control on the other side of the room so that I couldn't just, as a natural reaction when some bad play would happen with the Heat, where I would just take the phone, uh, I'd take the, the phone or or the remote control and chuck it across the room, maybe at the TV, and then crack the TV. So I, I had to put stuff on the other side of the room because I, I would throw things. And that's almost, almost, almost how I felt yesterday at the Briny. That third interception, just third interception, Luckily, I'd already paid the check. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, dine and dash. You can't do that anymore. At my age, come on, like get a life. So I already paid the check. I was lucky. I, just, I put my beer down. I said, "Let's go," and and you know, waltz my way on out there after that third int. Uh, that was a that was a meltdown, man. There's no other way to put it. That was a meltdown, and I feel so stupid thinking that this team was capable of of, of of capable of being better than 
Kansas City and, and, and Buffalo. I feel stupid. I feel so stupid for thinking that the Dolphins had a chance for at any point this season trying to consider, okay, if we win this game, like going into the San Francisco game, if we won that game, we would have been first place in the AFC because Buffalo and Kansas City, I believe, lost that week. We would have been first place. I feel so stupid for thinking at any point this year that the Dolphins were going to win the AFC East. I feel so stupid for considering the Dolphins, could they be first place in the entire AFC? I feel so stupid for thinking that this was a team on the level of those great teams that I just mentioned. I mean, you look right now at the top of the AFC, the best team is 12-3. and three. The Dolphins are freaking 8-7. and 8-7 seven. Seven sucks. It's such an average record. 12-3 and three is awesome. And it's so far ahead of 8-7. and seven. A team that's 8-7 and seven is nowhere close to a team that's 12-3. and three. And I feel so stupid. I, 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 I felt for the rope-a-dope, you know? It's the worst. And, and, and I, used to fall, like, I used to fall for this back in the 90s, you know? With, with, I mean, hey, if you're, if you're a, you know, a Dolphin fan who's my age or older, you know what this year feels like. It, it, feels, it feels like 90, it's 93. Yeah, it feels like 93. The year after, well, I guess it's the 92 season. Uh, or 93, whatever it was. It feels like 93, where it was the season Marino got hurt. Last, it was after the last time the Dolphins made the AFC Championship game and lost to Buffalo there. And the next season, Marino got hurt the you know early in the season. I don't remember if it was the very first game. But Marino got hurt, and the Dolphins ended up losing that game. But Scott Mitchell ended up leading the Dolphins to a 9-2 and record. And it's like, whoa, first place, first place in the AFC. And what happened? Lost their next five games, missed the playoffs. Nine and seven. They were 9-2, and two, lost the final five games of the season, finished 9-7, and seven, missed the playoffs. And this year now feels exactly like that. The Dolphins were 8-3, and three, and we're talking about MVP for Tua. We're talking about first place in the AFC. And you got the December swoon. And it's a massive one. It's not like the Dolphins were in playoff position. They lost a couple games in December. No, we're talking about winning zero games in December. Yeah, the Dolphins won no games in December. December's over for the Dolphins. Next game is January 1. That's a different month. It's actually a different year. December is over. The Dolphins were 8-3 and and won zero games in the month of December. A, a catastrophic collapse for this team. And I feel so stupid thinking that this Dolphins team had a chance to, 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 to win the AFC. Just like, like, like I feel like a sucker. I feel like I fell for it. So that was like, if, if, if you're a young Dolphin fan and you're wondering, hey, I, I, I wonder what a meltdown feels like. Yeah, this is what a meltdown feels like. Yesterday was a meltdown. I feel so stupid for thinking this team was better than Buffalo, better than Kansas City, or not even necessarily better, but like had a chance to compete with them. And like you're you're going into it's you're going into halftime. It's twenty to thirteen, and really though, this whole situation started right before halftime, and, and we'll get to that. But you go into halftime like, all right, we're in great position. Like I feel like we should have been up more because I was telling you the entire week, you know. I thought the Dolphins were going to smash the Packers. Felt like they were going to smash them. 
And it felt like we were on the way to that. It's 20 to 10 late in the first half. I mean, this offense is clicking the way you thought it was going to at home. Get back home. Offense is going to look great. It's going to look a lot different than it did recently. 20 points in the first half. We're well on our way to scoring 40 for the game. That's right. Tua slinging it out there. Waddled, you know, with, with the short catch and then, you know, 84 yards. Uh, Hill with the deep pass. Oh, that was awesome. Like, Jason Sanders is still hitting field goals. He was part of the meltdown, too, as he missed a big kick uh, in the second half. Just a massive meltdown for this Dolphin team. After feeling like we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And I had this conversation early last week where I was like, yeah, you know, you're feeling pretty shitty right now. They're 8-6. and six. They've lost, you know, three in a row. And But you're this season's still going to be a massive success because they're going to win the final three games and they're going to go to the playoffs in an 11-win team. And you're going to feel great having won three in a row going to the playoffs. You're going to feel great having beat the Patriots and the Jets and root to go into the playoffs. And then maybe you can wind up doing some damage, especially because if you, if you win your final three games and Baltimore loses one of their final three, they did not lose this weekend, or the Chargers lose one of their final three, uh, they, they play two nights, but it doesn't even matter. If those two teams lose one of their final three games and you're going to win your final three games, you're, you're going to finish fifth. And then you would play at Jacksonville. Because Tennessee, Jacksonville's already ju- jumped them. Tennessee's done. Jacksonville's going to win that division. And so you're going to feel great about this season. Even though you lost three in a row, they were to good teams, Tua wasn't great in two of the three, you're going to win your final three. You're going to feel really good about winning your final three, especially because the teams you beat. And then you're going to go to the first round of the playoffs and you're going to play at Jacksonville. And you got a chance to win a playoff game right there. So this is going to wind up being still, still going to end up being a great season. And now... Yeah, now you can't feel that way because now it's this is on the we're on the verge of this season being remembered forever for all the wrong reasons, just like back in 1993. We all remember it. You know, if you're of the right age, you remember it. Nine and two finished nine and seven had a chance to be first place in the entire AFC nine and two finished nine and seven. I'm never going to forget that season. And now. You're remembering this season potentially the same way. This season could wind up living in infamy. And that, ain't gonna, that, that is not a good thing. So, a massive collapse overall and a meltdown from your quarterback. So, let's talk a little bit about Tua here. A little bit about Tua. Let's talk a lot of bit about Tua here. For a quarterback who never turns the ball over. All right? For a QB who never turns the ball over. Three interceptions in this game. Three interceptions from a quarterback who never turns the ball over. And three interceptions in the fourth quarter is a massive choke job. There's no other way to put it. I love Tua, you know that. But there's no defending him today. Can't do it. Now, you know I hate that stuff. You go, so Dolphins are still my team. Why the hell? I, 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 like I'm, I'm being dead serious. If you're one of those Dolphin fans who does the whole, two is still my quarterback, Dolphins is still my team, why do you feel the need to do that? You have to tell, like, it's, Dolphins are still my team. Okay, so, there, there, there was potential at some point that, based on the Dolphins winning loot, like, they're not going to be your team anymore? Why do you do that? I hate that shit. I, I, like, you see it all across, like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. 
Dolphins, still my team. Why wouldn't, like, they're your team, but you're not your team. Why do you have to defend if they're still your team or not? I hate that. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. I hate that shit. But for a quarterback who never turns the ball over, went into the game yesterday with five interceptions on the season, which is awesome. And then three interceptions in the fourth quarter alone. It's a massive choke by Tua. It is. And it's not like, you know, he's never played under the big lights. I mean, the first time we ever saw him, Alabama National Championship, deep coming in for Jalen Hurts, deep pass, touchdown, boom. There you go. All And he's been under a microscope ever since then. And that was a massive choke with certainly the game on the line, but also kind of feeling like the season on the line, although the season's not on the line because the fact of the matter is the Dolphins have control of their own destiny going into the final two games. And any team that has control of their own destiny going into the final two games, you're in a good spot as far as the playoffs go. Like, you know, I was getting some trash talk before the game. This week, oh, if the Dolphins lose tomorrow, they're in big trouble as far as making the playoffs. No, not true. Any team that has control of their own destiny in the final two weeks is in a good spot to make the playoffs. If you If you just have to win and not worry about other teams... You're in a really good position to make the playoffs. The place that the Dolphins are not in a good position to make the playoffs is why I put today's poll question out there. What's the confidence level? Because you're playing at New England this week and then against the Jets in the final game. The Dolphins could clinch the playoffs this weekend, but you're playing two teams who, A, are fighting to make the playoffs. They need to win and they need help, so you know you're going to get a really good effort. And B would also love to ruin your playoff chances because they're your division rivals. So, yeah, the Dolphins are still in an advantageous position to make the playoffs, but, I mean, like, Zazzle, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Like, what do you think? I, I, I think the Patriots suck, but would I be surprised right now if the Dolphins go to New England and lose? You can't be surprised because I'm shocked that they lost this game to Green Bay. This is the first time this year Right? I think so. Yeah, this is the first time this year that I've been shocked at a Dolphins loss. Because think about it. In the three-game losing streak, you know, I was at Bills early in the year. Bills, Jets, Vikings. You had Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson who were playing those games. So you can't be shocked. And certainly going into the, the first game against the Bills... Um, no, not the Bills. Excuse me. That was actually the last of the Bills I'm thinking about. No, Bengals, uh, Vikings, and Jets. Those three games. But the first one that they lost there, Tua was the starting quarterback. This is the first game. Uh, so I wasn't surprised that they wound up losing any of those games when you lost Tua, the, the Bengals game. And they're playing at Cincinnati. They're a good team. I know they were struggling a little bit at the time. Obviously, they're a good team. Look what they're doing right now. They've lost 1,000 games in a row. But... You're not surprised any of those games that Tua didn't play that the team lost. Is it is it a shock that they lost the Chargers? I mean, I thought they were going to beat the Chargers. I thought they were going to beat the Niners. But you're not shocked that they lost those games. Road games against good teams. The Niners might be the best team in the NFC. So you're not shocked about those two games that they lost. And you're not shocked that they lost at Buffalo. Did not think they were going to win at Buffalo. But you're not shocked that they lost. It's Buffalo. It's at Buffalo. This game. This was the first game this season that I'm shocked the Dolphins lost. Shocked. Thought they were going to smash the Packers. And the Packers are coming off two wins. What was it? The Rams and the Bears? I mean, come on. And no first prize. Another one of those teams. 
This and, and it's at home. And the defense was about, defense was good. I mean, defense held to a field goal after the huge kick return, held to a field goal after one of two his interceptions. Like defense did their job. Defense stopped Rodgers on, on a on a downs uh, uh, four, fourth down. Uh, they they went for a Rodgers deep pass, and that was incomplete. Kohu had an interception in the end zone on one you know series there in the second half. Dolphins defense did a fine job, but this is the first game. I'm truly shocked that the Dolphins lost. And they lost this game because it was a meltdown. A quarterback who never turns the ball over. Three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Game was tied. Down by three. Down by six. And the Dolphins get the ball back, so the defense comes up with the stop after the second interception. And the second interception was really the only one that wasn't to his fault. It was clearly a miscommunication. Mostert, you know, ran a go route. He was supposed to stop. And this also shows, look, Tua's a big boy. And he knows as the quarterback, he's got to take the blame. Because Raheem Mostert came out and said what, if you know anything about football, you know that was a miscommunication. I tell you guys this all the time, where... You know, there's so much happening on the field, X's and O's wise, that sometimes, you know, your eyes can deceive you. You don't really know what you were watching. And this was one of those cases where, oh, Tua, how do you make that throw? Well, Mostert was clearly supposed to stop, but it's not clear to everybody. Mostert, after the game, said, like, he, over and over, that was my fault, that was my fault. Uh, I I screwed up the play, you know, it was a miscommunication on my part. Tua, though, Tua didn't do that. Like, he he didn't tell you it was a miscommunication from Mostert. Tua, and this is where he's a big boy, you know, and and this is part of what also makes him easy to root for. You know, his explanation there was, I I may have called the wrong play in the huddle. I'm I'm not sure. I I thought it it may have been on me. I may have called the wrong play. No, no, no. Everybody knows. And Mostert told you that was on Mostert. But Tua, he's a big boy. His quarterback is a leader. He's going to deflect from Mostert and say, I may have said the wrong play. So you like hearing that out of your quarterback. But Of the three interceptions, the first and the third were on Tua. Very bad on Tua. The first one, overthrow, terrible overthrow. And you don't normally see him do that. And the third one, obviously a disaster. I know people are saying that it was was well underthrown. I think it was intended for Gasicki. It was well underthrown. I'm not sure if it was underthrown. I just think he didn't see the the safety there. I think it was the safety that picked it off. And otherwise, the pass would have got to Gasicki, I believe. But it was intercepted. It was almost as if he didn't see him. And for a QB who makes the right decisions and never turns the ball over, three interceptions in the fourth quarter and four consecutive losses with a chance for first in the AFC. It's a massive choke all around. And as far as Tua goes, it leaves a ton of doubt as to whether or not he's the long-term answer. It does. It leaves a ton of doubt. Like, the fourth quarter, it depends what happens here the next couple games for sure, but that fourth quarter that we just watched yesterday can totally erase all of the goodwill that Tua created earlier in the season. It, it, It really can. So pissed off. So pissed off, man. What a meltdown. What a terrible weekend. We'll get to the other stuff. Oh my God, the Heat and the Panthers are, are freaking disasters also. But the Dolphins, the Dolphins tried to ruin Christmas for you there yesterday. I hope, I hope it didn't ruin your Christmas. A lot of people may have. 
I hope it didn't. But man, I don't even like I'm like I'm I'm flummoxed. I I don't I don't even know I don't even know what else to say. Now, nah, well, I mean I mean I do, but you understand what I'm saying. I, I I don't I don't like you have all kinds of emotions with the way this Dolphin season was going at first, and now with the way it's going right now, and like you don't know what to do with yourself other than feel really stupid, which is yeah, which is how I felt feel feel so stupid that this team I thought like I I thought it was different, and everything that all the Dolphin fans are saying now same shit December. Dolphins were 8-3 and three and won zero games in December. And all the Dolphin haters have all the ammunition that they want now, that they need. And as a Dolphin fan, you, you just, you gotta eat it. They're, that's it, you just, you gotta eat it. All the Dolphin haters have all the ammunition they need. Tua choked, hasn't beaten the good teams, and after a five-game win streak against less-than competition... The Dolphins faced four teams who are either very good, 49ers, Bills, Chargers, or were hot and has a lot to play for. Packers lost them all. Yeah. The the haters have all the ammunition that they need. And as a Dolphin fan, you got to sit there and you got to eat it. Can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. And in all four of those games, look, you know I love two. I'm a two guy, but you got to be fair. You have to have doubts now, especially how the season is going to end. Now, if the Dolphins go to New England and Tua has a great game and the Dolphins win, and then you come home against the Jets and Tua has a great game and the Dolphins win and you go to the playoffs, okay. Now, oh, but what does he do in the playoffs, Zazzle? No, no, no. Like, like, let's not jump from one extreme to the next because big picture-wise— First two seasons, Dolphins missed the playoffs. Tua was very up and down. Then this season overall, the scenario that I just played out for you happens. Then Tua will have had a good year. And making the playoffs is definitely a positive step. That's definitely a step in the right direction. Making the playoffs ends up being successful. Yes, expectations change throughout the season. But making the playoffs, as long as you're not backing in. You win these final two games, make the playoffs. This season will be a success. And then you go from there. But... Depending on what Tua does in these final two games, like next year will be year number four, and then it's time, all right, you know, fifth-year option. Uh, you may have to pay him. I'm not sure when that ends up having to happen. It's going to be sometime after this year, right? Sometime, it, going into year number four, at some point, you got to do something financially, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And a fourth quarter like he just had, like, so the Dolphins are down 26-20 now, right? And, like, I, I almost tweeted it out to a legacy drive. Because it felt like, all right, he's, he's had a shit fourth quarter now. He's already had two interceptions. But now you got a chance to march down the field. And and you felt that way, you know, pretty, like, which was it the 49ers game with the Gasicki catch, which ends up being not a catch. You know, there were a couple games during this stretch where, yeah, Tua's got an opportunity with the game on the line to drive the team down the field. And it didn't happen. You got another opportunity now. This game. Tua, legacy drive coming up. He has not had a great get great second half, but you got an opportunity to kind of save the season. And second play throws an interception. Biggest drive of the season. B- 
Biggest drive of his career, essentially. And on the second play, interception. Terrible interception. Depending on what happens these final two games, like, Tua may wind up erasing all the goodwill that he created earlier in the season. And that's crazy when just five weeks ago, this team was competing for an AFC champ, for number one in the AFC, and Tua was a legitimate MVP candidate. It's crazy. It's crazy to think of it that way, how far we've come. But Dolphins playoff hopes, they're, like, they're still in the Dolphins' hands. Win your final two games and you're in. And you may even be able to win next week and you're in. So essentially, what you're saying is, can you avoid a six-game losing streak to make the playoffs? That's what we're talking about. If the Dolphins can avoid a six-game losing streak, they're probably in the playoffs. But they still hold, you know, you want to take the positive? I, it's hard to right now. Like, I'm not confident. I think the Patriots suck. And the Jets, what have they lost? Uh, the Jets are 7-8. They've lost five of their last six. These are two teams in a bad way. So are the Dolphins. Like, do any of these three teams in the AFCs want that final play? Want, you know, final playoff spot? All three of these teams are in a bad way. So, I'm not, I, I think the Dolphins are going to win the final two games to do. But it's more so about, yeah, I think those other teams suck. More than, do I believe the Dolphins are going to show up big? Because you can't possibly believe that the Dolphins are going to show up big. 49ers, Chargers, Bills, now Packers. Those are good teams. Packers are hot. I don't know if they're good. But those are four teams where you got to show up big. Those teams don't suck. You got to show up big. And the Dolphins show up very small. So, I don't have confidence that the Dolphins are going to show up big one of these final two games. My confidence is based on these teams suck. Patriots suck, we can win that game. Jets suck, we can win that game. That's what's based on. It's not based on the Dolphins. And I can't believe based on a team that was 8-3 and three and was competing for first place in the AFC and their quarterback was a legitimate MVP candidate. Our hopes of making the playoffs are not on this team coming up big. It's on, I believe that the other teams suck. What, what a turn to this season. What a turn. Now, how about this, though? For the third consecutive game, the Dolphins gave up a huge momentum play at the end of the first half. It's last, last play of the first half. Literally no time left on the clock. Last play in the first half against the Chargers. Touchdown. And the play before, you remember... Third and goal from the 17. Huge momentum for the Chargers at the very end of the first half. The Bills. Josh Allen. Time's running out. He almost runs out of bounds. Instead, finds the receiver in the back of the end zone. Touchdown. And now the score is, what what did that make it? 21-13, I think it did at the time. Huge play. You you stop him there. I mean, Dolphins ended up going up 29-21. Maybe it's 29-14 instead. Very end of the first half, huge play against the Dolphins. Touchdown Dolphins against them. And for the third game in a row this week, late in the first half, Dolphins have the ball midfield. It wasn't with no time remaining, but it was late in the first half. And a game-changing play. Dolphins are ahead 20-10. to They got the ball around midfield. Raheem Mostert fumble. 
So instead of getting some more points in a first half where your offense is red hot, you may go up 27-10 at halftime. But at the very least, you feel like you got a chance for 23-10, and instead it's 20-13 because the Packers capitalize, they get a field goal. You don't even score again. For the third straight game, the Dolphins allow a huge momentum play for the opponent in three games that you felt like you definitely had a chance to win. It's a bad job. Late in the first half during this four-game losing skid has been a killer for the Dolphins. And Mostert had a dog shit game. He was running the ball really well in the first half. Dolphins kind of abandoned the run for the rest of the game after that. But anyway, for the third consecutive game, the Dolphins have a huge momentum play at the end of the first half from Mostert's fumble, who had a shit game. He had the fumble late in the half when Dolphins were up 20 to 10. And then you had the miscue onto a second interception when the team was down 23 20. A terrible job by Mostert. Terrible job. Like, I think you could probably expect to see a lot more Jeff Wilson next week. Terrible job by Mostert. I could say he cost the Dolphins the game, but he had two major miscues, which you could say played a major role in costing the Dolphins the game. Two, it cost Dolphins the game. Three interceptions in the fourth quarter, no other way to look at it. Two, it cost the Dolphins the game. But Mostert, yeah, I don't know if you're going to see him as much next week. I think you're going to get a healthy dose of Jeff Wilson. And now the Dolphins fans got a ton of doubt in Tua. I can't, I, I can't believe we're sitting here. Play a bumps from the Dolphins' hands. But I can't believe we're sitting here reliving 1993, 9-2 to 9-7, missed the playoffs. Can't believe it. I mean, I was sending messages to my friends. Dolphins, Super Bowl? And now they're, like, they're 8. Who the hell would say that about a team that's 8-7? Eight 8-7, seven? Eight seven, such a shit record. Who the hell would say that? This guy. This guy. He's so stupid, this guy. This guy said it. Ah, oh, man. All right. Anyway. Let me get to some Panthers and Heat stuff. I'm feeling terrible, man. But I'm feeling terrible about the Dolphins. If you're feeling terrible because you're sick, you gotta call Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365 is South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. They treat children, adults, elderly, minor illnesses, minor injuries. You need IV fluid, vitamin therapy. They'll test you for COVID, for flu, for strep. They'll draw blood. Uh, refill prescriptions for you. It's so convenient because Dr. Alon and his team at Doctors on Call 365, they will come to your home, they'll come to your office, wherever you're at, they will treat you where you are. You don't have to call up your doctor, you try and make an appointment. All right, we can see you in two weeks. No, I got 103 fever, I need to see you now. Doctors on Call 365 is treating you in your home. Now, there's self-pay. You got Medicare acceptance on the way soon. Uh, Private insurance acceptance is coming as well. But you go to a, an emergency room these days, you go to the urgent care, you're going to have to wait forever, and your copay, you're going to wind up paying more out of pocket than you would in the comfort of your home, being seen in the comfort of your home. They're based in Broward County, serving Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. Doctors on call, 365.com. Call today, 786-577-9302. I've used them twice in the last month or so. It's so convenient, and for me, you can't put a price on convenience. Doctors on call, 365.com, 786-577-9302. Man, you know what I did? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I did do this weekend on Saturday night. I uh, 
I watched the Batman. Now, I've seen the Batman before. You know, the one uh, that Matt Reeves directed, the new one with Robert Pattinson. But my son, my older son, had never seen the Batman. Y'all like, let's watch the Batman tonight. So we watched the Batman on Saturday night. And I liked it better the second time I was like, he loved it. He's not really so into the superhero movies, but because be, like, he says the good guys always win. Hey, my, my son's a little bit of a bad guy. Uh, but he liked the Batman a lot. It's super dark. And it's not a superhero movie, the Batman. It's the way, I mean, it's it's a crime drama. The way, that, I think the best way to describe it is, it's the movie Seven, but with Batman. That's what it is. It's Seven, but with Batman. So my son loved it. And I I liked it fine enough the first time I saw it. I liked it more this time. I did. Because it's long. Maybe just being in the comfort of my home, but I yeah, I, I, I liked it even more this time around. Talk about long movies. So I'm going to have to go see Avatar Way of the Water, even though I've never seen the first one. We're going to watch the first one first. I tried watching the first one, you know, many years ago. I, it didn't do anything for me. I couldn't get through it. Like 30 minutes in, I can't do this. I don't like this movie. But I'm going to watch it again. My younger son wants to see it. So we're going to watch that. And then, I don't know. I may have to convince him to wait until this movie comes out like on Disney Plus or HBO Max or whatever it is because it's almost four hours long. I think it's three hours and 40 minutes, this Avatar 2 Way of the Water. James Cameron, what are you doing? You know, with, with the way with the way our society functions now, and look, it's, it, it's, it's not a good thing, but... You can't ask people to sit in the theater for three hours and 40 minutes anymore. Like, our our society doesn't do that anymore. And I know, like, oh, but visually it's so beautiful, 3D. I don't want to do 3D because uh, I, I suffer from vertigo and, and I'm a puke. But you got the 3D, and, and I know people dig that. Three hours and 40 minutes is way too long. I may have to convince my son, can we watch this when it comes out at home? It's too long. So... I'm trying to avoid that scenario, but I watched the Batman this weekend. That was the highlight of my week. Oh, you had, you had a lot of NBA yesterday, too. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a quick rundown of what took place NBA Christmas Day, because after the Dolphin game, you know, maybe you're like, ah, I can't do any more sports today. And the other two games, which we'll, we'll get to our NFL rundown coming up in a couple minutes here, but the other two games, you know, Bucks and Cardinals last night, who the hell cares, and... Rams and Broncos, uh, you know, the, it's the Nickelodeon broadcast. Maybe you're into that, but otherwise, who the hell cares? So NBA Christmas yesterday, Sixers beat the Knicks. He had Joel Embiid. He had 35. James Harden seems to be heating up. You got a James Harden story, which I'll get to uh, coming up in big deal, not a big deal. Mavericks beat the Lakers. Luka Doncic, 32 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. The Lakers are here on Wednesday. Celtics crushed the Bucks, 139-118. Tatum at 41. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies. A lot of trash talking between those those teams. I dig it. We'll get to that in big deal. Not a big deal as well. And he had the Nuggets top the Suns 128-125. Jokic, this was a late game, so maybe you didn't see this. <coughs> Excuse me. Nikola Jokic, 41 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists. Ah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So that was your NBA yesterday. The Heat are back in action tonight. They're going to try and win a game on the homestand. Yeah. See if they can pull out a win. Ah, win. On the homestand. 
Let's see if they can do that. That's tonight against Minnesota. No Carl Anthony Towns. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, they are questionable. We'll get back to that because, man, was I pissed with them on Friday night. And then you got the Panthers. I mean, the only thing Panther fan wants for Christmas, Christmas has passed now. You, 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 didn't, you didn't get your gift. The only thing the Panther fan wanted for Christmas is to wake up and Paul Maurice was sent packing. And unless I missed the memo, he's still the coach. He's the murderer of fun. He sucks. And that team sucks. Panthers suck. They're back to being the Panthers. They're back to just being Florida Panthers. Miserable franchise. Embarrassment. We had, we, had, we had a fun two years. That's what it was. We'll get back to them. But right now, let's get to our Week 16 NFL Rundown. That's right. Week 16 NFL Rundown. A ton of action took place. And our NFL Rundown is always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. BruntInsurance.com from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. They specialize in home, auto, life insurance. You can find them on Twitter, on Facebook, all the social media, at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. You need help, okay? You can't just go all willy-nilly, I'll get this insurance. No. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you. Fully licensed staff. They know the area. Like I told you, we're talking North Florida all the way down to South Florida. So wherever you are, they're going to set you up with the insurance that's right for you. You got to make sure that you're protected. Brunt Insurance have been protecting my home for about 10 years now. I've had my homeowner's insurance through them. So I know, God forbid, something happens. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're looking out for me, all right? You got to make sure you're taken care of. So if you're looking for affordable care that offers you the best coverage, your home, your auto, your motorcycle, your bike, whatever, all right? Let Brunt Insurance help you learn more about your policy options and stay informed Make the best decision possible. So, so does it keep you up at night? So you're not worried about it, all right? At Brunt Insurance on social media, BruntInsurance.com, 954-589-2204. That's 954-589-2204. Let's get at it here. We'll start things off. It was a full slate on Saturday, of course, a game the Dolphin fan was keeping an eye on. The Buffalo Bills, it was a close game in the first half, but the Bills ended up trashing Chicago 35-13. Buffalo 12-3, still first place in the AFC. The Bears dropped to 3-12. Josh Allen, he's not having a great season. 15 for 26, 172 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Devin Singletary at 106 yards rushing and a touchdown. The Saints, they beat the Browns 17-10. Excuse me. Both teams now 6-9. and nine. Alvin Kamara, if you're looking out for the fantasy football, fantasy football playoffs all over the place. Kamara had 20 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. He also had two catches for 34 yards. Deshaun Watson, 15 for 31, 135 yards and an interception. And can I say again here real quick, I made this point last week. Deshaun Watson's been back now, what, three, four games? And he's been stunningly mediocre, which is not a surprise. You know, because he hadn't played in a year and a half. I don't ever want to hear Colin Kaepernick again. As for, You can talk about Kaepernick and all the good stuff that he's doing off the field. I don't want to hear about Kaepernick. Some teams should call Colin Kaepernick when they need a quarterback. Kaepernick hasn't played in six years. And when both of them were in their prime, Kaepernick can't hold Deshaun Watson's jock. Watson is an elite quarterback. And he has only missed a year and a half. And he is stunningly mediocre right now with the Browns. Kaepernick would be so bad if he started playing football again right now. 
I don't want to hear Colin Kaepernick ever mentioned again as far as coming back and playing for a team that needs a quarterback. Uh, it's so stupid. All right, anyway. The Chiefs beat the Seahawks 24-10. to They are now second, still second, at 12-3 and in the AFC. The Seahawks are 7-8. They had a nice run. It was a fun little first half of the season for the Seahawks. They're crashing back down to earth. Geno Smith was 25 for 40, 215 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Pat Mahomes, 16 for 28, 224 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had six catches for 113 yards. The Vikings improved to 12 and 3 with a 27-24 win over the Giants. Late field goal, great game. The Giants dropped to 8-6-1. Cousins was 34 for 48 for 299 and three touchdowns. Justin Jefferson is now the single-season record holder for the Vikings. 12 catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, great in-season trade for the Vikings. 13 catches for 109 yards, two touchdowns. Huge for the fantasy football owner there. The Cincinnati Bengals, they were up 22-0 in this game. They had to hang on 22-18 over the Patriots. The Bengals win. Uh, they improve to 11-4. The Patriots drop to 7-8. Their playoff hopes are, are on life support now. They have to beat the Dolphins this weekend. Joe Burrow, 40-52, 375, three touchdowns, two interceptions. T. Higgins, eight catches for 128 yards and a touchdown. Mac Jones, he sucks. 21 for 33. He had uh, 240 yards and two touchdowns. And not only was there a play on on an interception return where uh, he committed a dirty block way behind the play. There's no reason for it. Committed a dirty block trying to take out the player's knees. I think it was Eli Apple. But he was also flagged for a roughing penalty when there was a pylon with a turnover. Max Jones is a dirty player. I mean, this has happened several times this year. He's the the Grayson Allen of the NFL, Max Jones. He's a dirty player. So the Chiefs... Uh, excuse me, Chiefs. The Bengals, they are now third, still third, in the AFC. They're a game up on Baltimore as far as that AFC North goes. The Panthers! How about the Panthers? In contention in that division, they are. Panthers win 37-23 against the Lions. Very damaging loss for Detroit. Panthers are 6-9. They're a game back in the NFC South. The Lions dropped to 7-8. They are still on the outside looking. They still had a chance in the playoffs, but they would have been in the playoff picture. Had they beaten Carolina. Sam Darnold was 15 for 22. 250 and a touchdown. He had 19 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. Devontae Foreman. 165 and a touchdown on the ground. Jared Goff. uh, Comeback player of the year. Jared Goff. 25 for 42. 355 yards and three touchdowns. In a terrible game. The Ravens beat the Falcons. 17 to 9. The Ravens are 10 and 5. They are the number 5 seed in the AFC. The Falcons dropped to 5 and 10. There was nothing with fantasy football implications going on there. The Texans get their second win of the season. They beat the Titans 19-14. They do the Jaguars a solid there. The Texans are now 2-12-1. The Titans dropped to 7-8. Derrick Henry, 23 rushes for 126 yards and a touchdown. The Titans have now dropped out of the playoff picture after spending most of the year in the top four. The 49ers, a 37-20 win over the Commanders. The Niners are 11-4. They are third in the NFC still. Commanders dropped to 7-7-1. They're holding on to the final wild card spot. Brock Purdy keeps doing it, man. 15 for 22, 234 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. George Kittle, huge for the fantasy football owner. Six catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. The Cowboys 
beat the Eagles 40 to 34. It was Minshew Mania, but the Cowboys improved to 11 and 4. The Eagles, they dropped to 13 and 2. Dak Prescott 27 for 35, 347 yards, three touchdowns and interception. CeeDee Lamb, one of the best receivers in the NFL. 10 catches for 120, two touchdowns. Minshew was 24 for 40, 355 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Devontae Smith, eight catches for 113 and two touchdowns. Great game. The Cowboys, they're fourth. They're going to finish fourth most likely. And the, uh, the Eagles, they dropped to 13-2. and two. So they, they still need to win some games here to clinch number one because Minnesota is now just one game back. The Steelers beat the Raiders on a last-second touchdown uh, from Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. The Steelers, 7-8. and eight. And now if, if they keep winning and they win their final two, you keep that streak alive for Mike Tomlin, the, uh, not, never finishing under 500. The fact that the Steelers are 7-8, and eight, you know, I know Mike Tomlin gets a lot of shit. He's a really good coach, Mike Tomlin. The Raiders dropped a 6-9. Kenny Pickett was 26 for 39, 244 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. On Nickelodeon, the Rams crushed the Broncos, 51-14. to The Rams 5-10, the Broncos 4-11. Baker Mayfield, 24 for 28, 230 and two touchdowns. Tyler Higby, nine catches, 94 yards and two touchdowns. Russell Wilson was 15 of 27 for 214 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. They owe him like $200 million. Oh, my God. Uh, And finally, the Bucs last night, Sunday Night Football, they beat the Cardinals in overtime. They come from behind 19-16. You got a touchdown and a field goal late. The Bucs were down 16-6. They come all the way back in the fourth quarter. They win it in overtime. The Bucs now still leading that NFC South at 7-8. They're a game up on Carolina. Cardinals dropped to 4-11. Tom Brady, 32 for 48. He had a touchdown and two interceptions. Leonard Fournette, 20 carries for 72 yards, nine catches for 90 yards. And that right there is your Week 16 NFL Rundown. All right, great job. Great NFL Rundown today. Good work by everybody involved. Oh, man, I wish... I, I, I so badly wish we were starting this week in a better mood, man. I know, I appreciate you guys listening, but... Uh, you like these were always the hardest shows, you know. Now, granted, I don't do four hours anymore, but these were always the hardest shows where, I, like, you don't necessarily want to talk about the thing that's making you so mad. You know, the first time I ever experienced this, it was when the Heat. This is back in two thousand five. Shaq's first year with the Heat when the Heat lost Game Seven against the Detroit Pistons. Now I wasn't hosting my own show yet. I was producing Boog Shambi, but I was on the air a lot, and obviously I was expected to talk a lot about the Heat because that was my thing, you know. And I remember for the first time I was driving to work that day that morning. I was like, I don't feel like talking about this today because when you're just a fan, you you know we want to. We want to kind of avoid it, right? Like, oh, don't talk to me about the Dolphins today. I'm not ready to talk about it. There are plenty of people who don't want to talk about the Dolphins today. So, I, you know, these kind of shows, and again, I'm not doing four hours anymore. Maybe we'll get there one day. But, you know, get more sponsors on board. We'll get to four hours. But these are the kind of days where it's tough doing the whole show on the thing that is making you mad, you know? And it's, it's probably also tough on you guys where, you know, do you necessarily want to be hearing about the thing that's making you mad? So I really appreciate you guys who, who choose to, hey, you know what? Let's put on Zaslow Show 2.0, whatever, you know, podcast platform you listen on, and let's hear him bitch about the Dolphins. 
And I got to hear him bitch about the Dolphins. And even though it's a thing that I don't want to hear about right now. So, like, I totally get that. And I really appreciate all you guys. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that stuff for the algorithm. That always helps me. Uh, No guests on the show today, but you guys know every time we do have guests on the program, they come to us courtesy of Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba lifestyle brand. Saw my man Juan the other day, the whole Johnny Cuba team. Uh, We actually met up at Unbranded Brewery down in Hialeah. That's the brewery that has CCW, Coastal Championship Wrestling, the first Saturday. Of, of every month, which I think I'm going to go back, my guy Nelio, I think I'm going to go back the beginning of February, the first Saturday in February, I can't the first Saturday in January, but the first Saturday in February, I think I'm going to be back there, I want to, I want to go to another CCW show, but anyway, we were at uh, Unbranded Brewery a few days ago, whole Johnny Cuba crew right there, my man Juan, like I said, hey, Grab yourself a Johnny. That'll help make you feel better if you're observing Christmas today. If you're not working, get yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. I, I heard they, they got great holiday specials on six-packs of Johnny's right now, okay? Johnny Cuba, it's European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can, and don't forget, always drink responsibly, and remember Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So you got the Heat back in action tonight. They have Minnesota. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are questionable. And after all the the good that the Heat built up for a road trip, they're going to try and get a win on this homestand. So two more games on this homestand tonight, and then the Lakers on Wednesday night, which I already told you, I'm not so sure that LeBron is playing in that game on Wednesday because the, the Lakers are at the Magic tomorrow night. If LeBron plays, and again, the Lakers played yesterday afternoon, right? If LeBron plays at the Magic on Tuesday night, he's not playing the second night of a back-to-back. Now, maybe he'll sit out the game against Orlando, say, hey, let me get an extra day of rest, and then I'll play in Miami. Hope that's the case. We'd like to see LeBron play. But, you know, for folks who maybe a a, a post-Christmas present, buyer beware. I don't know that LeBron, my guess is LeBron is not playing on Wednesday night. But anyway. The Heat have Minnesota tonight. Towns is out. Butler and Adebayo are questionable. I hope they both play. Like, I know Jimmy didn't play in the fourth quarter of the game against Indiana and the loss on Friday night. I think they both need to play through it. Like, this team is now 16-17. and 17. They, they they blew the goodwill that they created from winning the four games on the road there, where finally, for the first time this season, they were over 500. Now 0-2 to start this homestand, a bad loss against Chicago, and a killer on, on Friday against Indiana, and now they're 16-17. and 17. They're in the ninth spot right now, and it really does kind of feel like the way that, you know, all the injuries and everything, it really does kind of feel like the Heat are content with just making the playoffs. And when I say just making the playoffs, like, yeah, we're going to be top 10, meaning like they'll get into the play-in. I wouldn't be a thousand percent sure that if the Heat are in the play-in that they're going to get out of the play-in. You know, if you if you finish 9-10, you lose once, you're done. You got to win two games. You lose once, you're done. If you finish 7-8, uh, you know, you win that one and you're in, but the competition's tougher. You lose the next one, you're out if you don't win that first one. So I'm not a hundred percent sure because... You, you look at five teams. These five teams are definitely going to make the top six, right? Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philadelphia. Those five are making the top five. They're going to be in the top six, those five. So it's one spot available. Right now, it's New York. Now, New York has followed their eight-game win streak with three losses in a row. 
I don't think anyone really believes in New York yet. So it feels like one of the top six is available. And that's New York, who's in that spot right now. Then you got Atlanta, who who the hell knows what's going on with them. You got Indiana. I don't know if anyone believes in Indiana long term. I mean, they've, they've had a, a, a great above expectation first half of the season. And then you got Miami and Toronto rounding out the top 10 there. So it kind of feels like you only have one of the top six spots that are available. So I, I'm not so sure that the Heat are getting that spot. And it kind of feels like they're just content with, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll make the playoffs in some fashion, one through 10, and we'll go from there. And I don't, I don't know if that's the strategy to be had, man. It's hard to argue that that, that, that is not their MO right now. Especially if tonight rolls around and Butler and Bam aren't playing through it. I like to see him play through it. So how about Friday night, man? Friday night, they lose to Indiana. You get Tyler Hero, who hits a three late to tie the game. Really cool. He's awesome. Jimmy didn't play in the fourth quarter. He It's his ankle, right? And Tyrese Halliburton. Now, I'll, I'll remember, you know, that trade last year, that trade's worked out for both teams. Remember, it was Sabonis to Sacramento, Halliburton, and Heald to Indiana. If anything, I would say Indiana won that trade, but Sacramento's having a great year, and Sabonis is a really good player. But Halliburton and and Benedict Matherin that they drafted this year, they're on their way to rebuilding that thing, Indiana. They're having a great season right now, based on what you thought they were going to be. Anyway, so Halliburton finishes the game with 43 points and 10 and 10 threes with the game on the line the heat get involved in a switch and it switches lowry onto halliburton and lowry backs off because hero's there and he's helping and hero clearly thinks that there's a trap and lowry is playing off him at the free throw line why the hell would you play off him he's got 40 points and nine threes and there's only a couple seconds remaining. What are you playing off him for? You're playing a zone, Kyle? What are you playing off him for? And then you get this miscommunication, and Hero then moves back to whoever it was. Maybe it was Matherin. And he's just wide open, Halliburton. Why is Lowry not trapping there? What is he dropping back into coverage for? What's he doing? And Halliburton hits the game-winning three. And the Heat, you know, no timeouts left, so Hero has to chuck it up from half court. No good. And and the Heat lose. Uh, Just a bonehead defensive possession from Lowry. I'm so tired of watching Kyle Lowry. He never wants to shoot. He never drives. He'll hit, like, that's his whole game. And shoot threes. That's his whole game. And he's not the defender he was. A little bit of a turnstile out there. And then you get that blunder, which cost the Heat the game at the very end. Like, I'm, I'm so over having to watch Kyle Lowry on a, on, on a nightly basis. So the Heat tonight are going to try and get a win on this homestand. And then you got the Panthers, man. Oh, my God. The Panthers on Friday night at the Islanders, they get their ass kicked. What was the final? 5-1, I think. 4-1. I think it was 5-1. Panthers were up 1-0 after the first period. And then the rest of the game, I mean, it, it looked like they quit. It really did. I'm, I'm, and I'm tired of hearing about the injuries from the Panthers as well. It looked like they quit out there. They were getting crushed as far as shots on goal. And, you know, give up two goals in the second, two goals in the third. Uh, and it's not even like Bobrovsky was terrible. He was getting no help in front of him. 
the Panthers were not getting good scoring chance. Like I said, not even a, the Panthers lead the NHL in shots on goal, and they were getting killed in shots on goal on Friday nights. Now the Islanders are good, but the Panthers stink. And Ekblad got hurt. He left the game and didn't return. I like they're back to just being the Panthers, an embarrassing franchise. We had two good years, and instead of you know keeping that going. And, and, and continue to be a Stanley Cup team, they've totally changed the style of this team. Paul Maurice, the murderer of fun, has complete, has ta- it's impressive almost, has taken this team from a fun running gun team, a Stanley Cup contender, to a team that is very tough to watch and maybe quit on Friday night. That looked like a team that quit. It really did. And I know, like, here's the part that I don't get. Andrew Burnett was fired, and I didn't have a problem with that because I, I wanted them to bring in a coach that had some experience. For a team that's a Stanley Cup contender, I felt like bringing in a coach that has some experience is not a bad move, all right? But can we keep the same style of play? So for, for a team that they, they get rid of Andrew Burnett because, hey, we have Stanley Cup aspirations and losing in the second round and losing the way we did in the second round, not acceptable. They trade Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. You know what you did, Mackenzie Weger. I don't care about him being traded. They trade Jonathan Huberto for Kachuk because you got an opportunity here for a player who is six years younger, and they've won that trade. The Panthers won that trade. But you make that trade because, yeah, losing in the second round the way they did is unacceptable for a Stanley Cup contending team. So we're going to make a blockbuster trade, and we're going to bring in a blockbuster player. All right, so... If you're making huge changes like that because losing in the second round is not acceptable, what the F is this? What the hell am I watching right now? How is this style of play? How is this production right now? How is any of this acceptable if we're talking about we made moves in the offseason because losing the way we did is unacceptable This team is competing for a Stanley Cup. What the hell are we watching right now? How is this acceptable? What are we doing here? And they're killing me. It's it's brutal to watch on a nightly basis. It's one thing like, yeah, we're pissed off with the Heat too. All right, but like, I don't find the Heat, like the Heat aren't a brutal watch. This is like, they play their style. We know this style. The Panthers, on the other hand, it's a tough watch, man. And Friday night looked like they quit. They are not fun to watch. And and the worst part is you gained so many fans last year. Not only because they were awesome, but because the style of play and the way they were playing was fun and was awesome. And if you take that person back to a game now this year, be like, what the what the fuck am I watching? What am I watching? What is this? It's such a killer. They're killing me. It's every single night. It's like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down and I'm, you know, 60 minutes of aggravation because I'm going to watch. I love them. But I'm preparing myself. Next up, Thursday night, Montreal. You got a long break here because of Christmas. Thursday night, Montreal right here. FLA Live Arena. Going to sit down and prepare for 60 minutes. 60 minutes of bullshit. Going to prepare for 60 minutes of aggravation. That's what I got. Last year, oh my God, you get 60 minutes of so much fun. And now this year, I got 60 minutes of guaranteed bullshit and aggravation. It's really frustrating, as you can tell. 
Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. You know how we wrap up every show with big deal or not a big deal. You know what? Let me do real quick. Let me update the poll question for you here today. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Very controversial. Go to at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Miami Dolphins fan confidence level. Your options are they win the last two, they lose the last two, or they split the last two. And right now, the leader at 44% of the vote is they split the last two. So get on out there and vote. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question today. Big deal or not a big deal? Tonight, for like the first time in forever, there is no live WWE Raw. That's right. Raw is a best of type show this evening. Big deal or not a big deal? That's a big deal. I mean, that never happens. So I don't have my stories tonight. But the Heat are in action, so I can at least devote all my attention to the Heat. You got Monday Night Football, which is the Chargers and Colts. That's small TV in Zazla Mansion family room. But a best of type Raw show tonight, that's a big deal. Very rare that you get that. Big deal or not a big deal. Adrian Wojnarowski reported over the weekend that James Harden would consider a return to Houston. After this year, if he can't strike a long-term deal, I guess, with Philadelphia, he would consider a return to Houston. This is not a big deal because there's no chance this is true. There's no chance this is accurate. If anything, Harden's camp plants this information to Woj to put pressure on Philadelphia. But why the hell would James Harden want it out of Houston because he wants to win for the first time and then want it out of Brooklyn because he wants to win first time is then going to want out of Philadelphia and go back to one of the worst teams in the league, Houston, who, yes, has a young core and might be, you know, up and coming in a couple years. There is no chance this story is accurate. Not a big deal. Also, how about Nickelodeon yesterday? So Nickelodeon had the uh, Broncos and Rams game. The Rams won 51-14. to Russell Wilson was terrible. Russell Wilson was so bad that Patrick Starr from SpongeBob was crushing him in broadcast. Second in line, and, and the Broncos, and those are the big horsey uh, players, they have the ball, and they're going to see if they can find a way to move it. Oh, nice. And so what's happening? Oh, there's Russ Wilson. Oh, no! Oh, oh, that's called a, 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 an interception. That's it's a Bobby yeah, that's not what he wanted to cook. No, I think he burnt whatever he was cooking. <laughs> Bobby Wagner with the interception. The SoCal kid back home. Patrick, how exciting is that? Bobby Wagner coming to town and doing that with his old team. That's very embarrassing. Patrick Starr is crushing Russell Wilson. That's a big deal. It's a big deal because... It might be one of the worst trades in NFL history because you then you, you then consider the contract and the money that they owe him. This is just the first year. Uh, that's a big deal. Terrible. Terrible for the Broncos. Big deal or not a big deal, the Warriors took it to the Grizzlies yesterday on Christmas Day. The Grizzlies, uh, one of the best teams in the West. The Warriors are very good at home, but they can't win on the road. So as a result, they're right in the middle. They're very average. Uh, the Warriors crush them, though. This is a budding rivalry. This is one of the best rivalries in the league now. These teams hate each other. They do a lot of jawing back and forth, a lot of talking. John Morant during the game. And here's Clay Thompson after the game. 
plate, they've said that you guys are old, that the road to the championship goes through Boston, not necessarily Golden State. I think you showed Dylan Brooks what you think about all that, but what message did you want to send tonight? Man, they was talking about dynasty and all that. You can't talk dynasty when you haven't won before. I don't think people realize how hard that is, the commitment and sacrifice it takes. I mean, you got to sacrifice your body. And I thought that was premature talk, you know, to talk, to even mention that word. But they bring the best out of us, and I think we do the same. And uh, even though you don't like them, you got to respect them because uh, they're a threat. Thank you, Clyde. Merry Christmas to you. No problem. Thank you. I love it, man. I love it. It's it's so much better than all the hugging and kissing on each other. These guys, you know, the NBA, they everybody's everybody's friends. Nah, how about we get back to rivalries? How about we get back to yeah? I hate the guy on the other team. Let's let's do that. You know, it's a lot of nothing steps over. I know fighting or anything like that. The trash talking doesn't have to step over the line either. I these teams hate each other. That's interesting for the viewer. That's exciting. Instead of everyone hugging and kissing on each other before and after the game, I hate that garbage. This, this I like. That's a big deal. Uh, Finally here, I got one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal? So, this really makes me angry. Over the weekend, the Charlotte Hornets and the Los Angeles Lakers played. And at the game in LA, you got Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, who had been with the Hornets. He's a free agent right now. He was sitting front row under the basket. There are rumors. Wojnarowski said that... that talks are gaining traction between the Hornets signing and bringing back Miles Bridges, who's a good player, but did not get signed to a free agent contract because he uh, was accused and then pleaded no contest for beating up his girlfriend, the mother of his children, for beating her up in front of his children. And he got pictures that the woman put out. She's all beat up. It's, it's disgusting. All right. And certainly if he were to sign with an NBA team, I would imagine there will be a suspension in place from the NBA, but the, the the fact that a team, and in this case it's Charlotte, is willing to bring him back, it's disgusting. I'll never understand how you, you let guys who beat up women back in your locker room. I'll never understand it. But my major problem here is, so after the game, LeBron James goes right on over to Miles Bridges, dapping him up, yucking it up, laughing with each other, smiling with each other, which, with each other. LeBron, you're disgusting. It's disgusting because here's the thing. LeBron, he says one thing, but his actions are another thing. He doesn't stand for anything, LeBron James. LeBron James can tweet out one day, we have to protect our black women. And then you're over there and you're yucking it up with Miles Bridges, who beat up this woman in front of her children. I mean, LeBron can talk about we got to protect, you know, our black women. And then Deshaun Watson is accused of what he's doing. And when he signs the richest contract in NFL history, LeBron's congratulating Deshaun Watson. He stands for nothing, this LeBron James, for nothing. And you know what it is? Robert Sarver, okay, Robert Sarver, he's, you know, they're selling the team. He's getting out of the league. Good, get out of here. I mean, he's, he's clearly he's not a good guy, all right? But Robert Sarver, he does what he does. The investigation happens, and LeBron can tweet out, there's no place in our league for this kind of behavior. But crickets, when it comes to beating up women, is there a place in our league for beating up women, LeBron? Is there a place? Is there a place for that? It looks like there is. I mean, LeBron's yucking it up with him after the game. Can you imagine? 
guy beats up a woman in front of his children, and her children too. LeBron just yucks it up. There's no place in our league for Robert Sarver. But there's a place in our league for women beaters. And especially if you're with Clutch Sports, which is who Miles Bridges is represented by. So there is absolutely a place in the league for people, for men who beat up women as long as you're with Clutch Sports. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's a big deal. It's disgusting. Sorry to end the show like that. Somebody say something funny. All right. So you got the Heat tonight. The Heat are uh, the Heat are home against Minnesota. If you win tonight, then Wednesday you split this home stand. All right. That, that that not a good start to the week. Not a good start to the week. Uh, you got Monday Night Football tonight. Like I said, uh, no Monday Night Raw. Panthers are not back in action until Thursday. So there you have it. Hey, it, like I said, th- these are always th- these are weird shows to do the day after a huge loss. Because we got to bitch and moan and complain. So I really appreciate everybody hanging out. I hope that you were able to enjoy the show a little bit today. Maybe we made you laugh once or twice. I don't know. Great job by everybody involved in putting together the show today. Terrific work by everyone involved. Again, like, rate, comment, do all that good stuff for the algorithm. That helps out your boy. Tell your family, your friends. I love you long time. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.